Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Yomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachah the Ravin Davchav Gimel Amud Aleph. There is a Mishnah towards the, uh, about a third of the way down of the Amud. Continuing with Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, who was uh, the limiting Tana in the allowance for Pasei Birot, it said it's only for a public well. V'yodam Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. So we continue. We'll look at that uh, word V'od in the uh, beginning of the Gemara. Which is Beit Satayim. 70 Ama plus a little bit squared comes out to 5,000 Amot or so. Let's say the whole area is fenced in with a proper fence. You may carry inside that area. In other words, we're now dealing with a new aspect of Rishut Yachid, which is that it has to be fenced in for a particular purpose. Uh, so he says, There has to be some residence or a guardhouse in there, what we call a budket. It has to be near the city, it can't be out in the wild. Rabbi Yudomer, he is more lenient. Even if there's just an excavation, or a cistern, or a cave there, you can carry in the whole area. But this is, of course, Beit time and no more. There is no requirement that you have any of these things there. If it's properly fenced in, you can carry. As long as it's 70 plus. Amot squared and no more. So where does he disagree with Tanakam? We'll have to see. What's what we keep adding to the Shia that we're all dealing with? Rebel says, If it's any longer than it is wide, meaning if it's not perfectly square, <coughs> you cannot carry in that area. Okay. You could carry in there even if it's twice as long as it is wide. The squareness is not an issue. Amarab Eloi, Shamati Mirabi Eliezer, the proper gear says Eliezer. He said, I heard from Eliezer, Afilu hi kivat kur. It doesn't have to be limited to Beit time. it could be even huge. Beit kur is 30 sa'at. V'chein Shamati Menu, when I heard other things from him, An Chatser Rev. If you have the people in a Chatser, that one of them forgot to make an Eruv. So you've got, let's say, five different houses in the Chatser, they're supposed to make an Eruv. One of them, <coughs> sorry, didn't participate in the Eruv on Friday. His house cannot be used for carrying, meaning you cannot carry in and out of his house, but that's only for him. They're allowed to carry in and out of his house. The third thing that he heard from Rabbi Eliezer, that goes into this category, has to do with Pesach. I heard that you can use a certain kind of grass for maror called arkablin. We have to see what that is. All these three things, I heard, I was sure they said them. I checked with all of his other students. I couldn't find anybody else who said, yes, I heard that from him. Yes, that's his position. So I couldn't corroborate it. Now, let's go back to the beginning because we've got a number of things here in the Mishnah and we're not going to finish them all in this podcast. My Why did the Tana say Va'od to open up the Mishnah? Is va'od meaning that at the end of the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Yehudah and Bava gave us a chumra, which is that Pasei Birot is only allowed for Be'er Arabim. Va'od meaning, and we got another chumra, which is that 
there has to be a residence inside the Beit Satayim. We have Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah, who's also teaching a Chumrah. And he had another Chumrah earlier, which is that if the Rabbim come through, you have to move them around. Chacham said, no, it's not a problem. And there it didn't say, Rabbi Yehuda. The answer, answer is, There you had Rabbi Yehuda, then Rabbanan interrupting, and then Rabbi Yehuda again. Here, Rabbi Yudah and Baba's statements are all in a row without any interruption, so V'od makes sense. Well, we don't say V'od um, if, uh, if there's an interruption. Rabbi Eliezer's opinion in Sukkah, uh, which is about the, the requirement of uh, having 14 meals in the Sukkah, um, uh, and the Rabbanan say you just eat as much as you want, as little as you want, and then it says ve'od. Uh, they agree mashlim the meal on the last night, the meal that you missed, which means it's Rabbeliezer. Then chachamim, and then ve'od amar Rabbeliezer. So ve'od, even though there's an interruption. <coughs> the answer is Hatam There it's within the same discussion that it was interrupted. Meaning Rabbi Lezer said you have to eat fourteen meals. Chacham said there's no limit, as much as little as you like. And then Rabbi Lezer continued with that same theme, talking about what happens if you missed one of the meals. But here it's a different issue. Means the first thing is uh, whether the Rabbim interrupted Pasebirot, and then there's another issue about Karfeif. Okay. Good, so that uh, that's the solution. And then Rabbi Kiva Tanakama, meaning Rabbi Akiva said seventy and Shiraim times seventy Shiraim is exactly how the Mishnah was introduced. So where's he where's the difference? The difference is whether or not it's seventy and a particular amount squared, or seventy and anything squared. Meaning, 70 amma and a certain amount, plus a small amount with no shear squared gives you 5,000 amot. And, what's shear satayim? So where did they get this idea from? They got it from the courtyard of the mishkan. So how big is the chatzer? The length is 100 amot, and the width is 50 by 50. That's a strange kind of thing. So the Torah says, you put 50, and then you have a kind of a 50 around it. All right, and that's the drush on it, so that you have essentially 50 squared, that's your chatzer, and that gives us the shear of... Um, uh, and then plus you've got 50 around it, that's going to give you 70... Plus squared, which will leave you beit satayim. Pashtu cried Maktiv. That's a drasha. What's the pshat in the pasuk? Put the mishkan right at the fifty amal line. So what you have is the mishkan totally is thirty amot deep, twenty of kodesh, and ten of kodesh kadoshim. So if you start at the fifty line and you go thirty deep, you're going to have twenty in back. And that way, you have. Uh, 50 amot between the entrance of the chatzer and the mishkan. These, of course, are not the measures at all used in the Beit HaMikdash. Um, and behind there will be 20, and there's going to be 20 on both sides because the width of the mishkan is 
uh, is, um, is, um, is 10, so you've got 20 amot on each side, which makes up your 50. Okay, Rebeliezer and Atat Orkad. The next line in the Mishnah was Rebeliezer said that the bait card, the carpef has to be exactly square, so you can carry in there. Atan Rebeliezer and Atat Orkad Yater Al Pishnayim Baruch Ba Filo Amachat Ein Metal Tli Metochah. says that if the length is more than double the width, then you can't carry there. Very different than saying if it's any wide, bigger than the than the width. He says the proper read in our Mishnah is not anything more, but rather anything more than twice as much. Meaning, if it's uh, fifty long, then if it's a hundred wide, it's uh, sorry. If it's fifty wide, if it's a hundred long, it's okay. A hundred one long is too much. So then, there's no difference in Rabbi who said it could even be twice as long. So the Mishnah is I because it pits Rabbi Yossi against Rabbi Yezer. The difference is whether or not we count a diagonal that way. Um, in other words, whether it, it we're looking formally at the width and length, like the numbers that I just gave, or we're looking at twice as much as the diagonal. Rabbi Yossi Omer case. Rabbi Yossi said it could be twice as long. We rule like Rabbi Yossi. Maybe I'm Rabbi Yossi. And we rule like Rabbi Akiva. Meaning we allow it to be as oblong as we want, and we also allow it to be mutar with no residents and no uh, caves or caverns in it. Utsricha, why do we need both? That's very simple. If we just said Allah Kurbi Yosi, we would think it could be oblong, but there has to be a residence in it. Kamash Malan. That's why he said Allah Kurbakiva. Vishmina Allah Kurbakiva Vyamena Darikatin Lo. If he said, halachic or bekiva, that only speaks to what's in it. But I might think it can't be oblong. Kamash halachic or therefore we said both lit kula. Okay, now, here we have an independent statement. Karpeif shuyotem beit satayim. A karpeif, again, is an area which is uh, bounded in outside, and it's, uh, it's, it's bounded in for purposes of storing wood. If it's bigger than beit satayim, and hukaf the dirah, they put a fence around it in order to make a residence there of some sort. Nizra rubo, but there is no residence, and you ended up planting it. If a majority of it was sown with seeds, then it's like a garden. Vasur, you can't carry there. Natarubo, if on the other hand you planted a majority of it, then it's like a backyard. Mutar, you can carry there, because then it's more residential. Now, Nizra rubo, let's talk about sowing, having it being sown. That's only true if it's more than Beit Satayim, meaning that more than Beit Satayim is planted. It's exactly Beit Satayim planted mutar. So, Keman, Kerabi Shimon. That fits with Rabbi Shimon. Why? That not Rabbi Shimon Omer, Echad Gagot, Echad Chatserot, Echad Karpefot, Rishut Achatein, Lekelim Shavtu Betochan. The famous Mishnah, the in the ninth barrack. Rabbi Shimon says, all roofs and chatzerot and karpefot are all one reshut. You can carry from one to the other. For kalim that started out inside there. Not for kalim in the house, you can't carry out to there. But the problem is, Rabbi Shimon Nami came into Nizra Rubo, Have Hahumiuta, Batile, Legabe Rubat. That the problem is, since you planted a majority of it, even if it's only Beit Satayim, 
then a minority is battled to the majority, and it's like the whole thing was planted. And that means we have to ignore the the uh, the fact that only a Beit time was planted, and essentially we have to take into account the whole area. It's a Karpev bigger than Beit time and Asur. So Meshuvan wouldn't allow it, which means this statement um, of... Uh, of Ravafuna, but Yeshua can't work the way that it's presented. Nobody would allow this. This is how we should read it. Hamiutashari, meaning if a if a majority is plant sown, then it's asur, implying that if a minority is sown, it's okay. That's only if the area planted is not beitzatayim, even though it's the minority. Beitzatayim asur. If you have an entire Beit time planted, even if it's a minority of less than 50% of the area, then it's Asur. Kiman, <coughs> That fits with the Rabbanan. Alright, against Rabbi Shimon, meaning even Rabbanan would agree it's Asur. Now, Rav Midifti Matni Lakula. Sorry, Rabbanan would say it's Asur. Rav Midifti Matni Lakula. He learned this entire thing much more leniently. Ha miyuta shari, that the diuk was that if a minority is planted, it's shari, it's mutter. That's only if it is exactly beitzatayim. Yotem beitzatayim asur, which means he, in this version, he allows up to beitzatayim to be planted if it's the minority. If it's, if it's, even if it's less than 50%, but it's more than beitzatayim, it's asur. Command Kirby Shimon, then if it's like Kirby Shimon, who would allow up to beitzatayim, because <coughs> Karpev and Chatser are one reshoot, and you can carry from one to the other. And you've really redefined this by planting it. Now, if you planted a majority, we said, it's mutar. So he says they have to be planted in rows, an orderly thing to be a chatzer. He says, no, you can plant it willy-nilly. He came to his house. He saw that the trees were not planted in an orderly area, in an orderly way. They were carrying in this area. Don't you hold from Avimi? The answer is I hold like Nachman. They can be planted in a random way, and it's still fine. Okay, I'm Nachman Now we got a different problem. We've got a Karpef, bigger than Beit time that was not uh, fenced in for residential purposes. What do you do to fix it? The answer is kind of strange. You make a breach in the wall bigger than 10, and then you fence it in, make it 10, so it's like you've rewalled it now for purposes of a residence. You've redefined it by rewalling it, but to rewall it, you have to tear it down. So tearing it down means making more than 10, then you fill it in. Umutar. So he buy a and we have something like the Athenian boat riddle. What if you tore down an amount, filled it in, tore down another amount, filled it in? So at no point you had a big breach. You didn't want a big breach, but you ended up replacing more than ten amot of the of the wall. Isn't that the same as the following Mishnah? What's the shear of a klicheres? Uh, how big of a hole does it have to have to, lo- to lose its tuma? So if it's a regular person's kli, the, so- the size is enough that a pomegranate would fall out. Kemotzi rimon. Ubayi chezkia. Chezkia asks, What happens if you made a hole the size of a, size of a kazayit, sealed it up, then you made another hole the size of a kazayit elsewhere? 
until the aggregate of these holes was the size of a Motsiriron, but not in any one place. said, You already taught us the halacha in Tumat Midras. If you have a, a sandal that one of its uh, strap holders fell off and you fixed it, it's still because you could wear it that way. If if the second one was broken and then you fixed it, tahor midras. midras. All right, it's midras that if it that the somebody touching it was midras, it's tame. But midras itself it loses. and you yourself asked, Why do we say that if the first one broke, it's still Tame, because the second one's there, Shernamai Kamari Shona, in the case of the second one, the first one's there, which means the first one broke, you fixed it, then the second one broke, you say it's Tahor now. And what was your answer, Chizkiah? We have a whole new sandal, because the first one and the second one, since they became Tame, are all replaced. And therefore, the same thing here. So what happened is sort of an unfolded in learning. The original question asked was about clay balibati. Chizki asked, what happens if you make a hole and seal it, a hole and seal it, a hole and seal it, so the aggregate was the size of Motsirimon. And Chizki answered it from the halacha of the sandals, where essentially you've got a new sandal. So therefore, essentially, you've got a new kli. And therefore, coming back here, you say, essentially, you've got a new fence. Because you've taken down ten amot worth and put them back up, put and refenced them, even though they're not all at one time and not in one place. So, so, what did Chizkiah say about Rabbi Yochanan? This man is not human. He's brilliant. He could arming one day in or else he said, This is a real mensch. Either way, it was great praise for him. And, um, and that's how, uh, that's how that piece ends. Amrav Kahana. Habatim. Let's say you have that, uh, an alleyway which is in back of the houses. You can only carry Alamot, which means it's not included in the in the Mavui. If you opened up a doorway into there, because now it's attached to the houses. So you can carry as much as you want. The opening is Matirit. That only works if you first made the opening and then you closed it in. But at first it was closed in and then you made the Petach Lo. So patach lasofu kafshita. It should be obvious if you made the opening and then and then uh, encircled it. It should be fine. So the tzricha to eat be eat be beidori. All right, maru yatem adata de beidori avde. So we're talking about a case where the um, <coughs> where there is a granary out there, and you might think that you made the fence. Afterwards, for the you made the opening for the granary, not for residential purposes. So Kamash Malan, that if you made the opening and then afterwards encircled it, included it in, then it is essentially residential because it has an opening to the houses. Okay, now a new case. You got a carpet bigger than Beit time, but it was fenced in for residential purposes, and then it got flooded. Can you carry in there? So the students thought that's like having it planted. And what do we say about sowing an area like that? Asur. Rabbi Amra, He quoted Rava. 
water are like saplings. Vishari. Okay? That's only if you can use the area. If you can't use the water, I mean, the water themselves aren't, is not drinkable, it's not potable, then it doesn't count and it's like, it's like seeds that are inaccessible and you can't carry there. Um, it's also got to be not so deep. You can't uh, even if it's drinkable water. If it's so flooded that it's bait satayim worth, then of water, then you can't uh, carry in there. But we reject that particular chumra. Just like if you have baskets of fruit. Um, even though they're uh, they're very tall and very big, nonetheless, we don't say that it's not a dirat, meaning even though stuff, something is not accessible, because this stuff is edible. So therefore, if you have water that's potable, no matter how deep it may be, then um, uh, then uh, then you still have access to it. And the, the other version that Rashi brings is uh, that if you have this karya de peri, it's somewhere where you bury perot. Even though it might be very deep, you still have access to it on Shabbat, and you're permitted to go get it on Shabbat, and therefore it uh, is considered accessible, and the area is now still mutar. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the story of Ahi Rachva, Tavi Bapumnara, on the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.